0: Hello, I'm glad you're here. My name is Kevin McDonald, host of the following show, Positive Talk Radio. First, let me thank you for listening. I believe that you tuned in for a reason, to make a personal connection with courage and love, creating your dream life, and we're here to help. Terrific guests and topics presented in a fun, entertaining way, so stay tuned for this commercial-free episode of Positive Talk
1: Radio and good morning everybody thanks for tuning in today is October 25th Uh, this is a terrific day as as you may have already figured out uh, I am NOT Kevin McDonald my name is Eric Hall I am Kevin's co-host on Wednesdays but due to just uh, circumstances for Kevin he had some things that he had to take care of today and uh, had nothing to do with the storm and Kevin is perfectly okay but uh, I offered up Offered up to host the show today, and this is my first one, so bear with me because I am having a blast. We've got some exciting things to talk about because Positive Talk Radio is back after an 18-year hiatus, and this is just proof positive of uh, people like Kevin that uh, stick stick to their dreams, make things happen. They see, they see the world as it is, want to make positive change, uh, stick to their guns, and make it happen. And this is where you tune in because we want to empower people with courage, connection, and love. And if you want to get a good taste of what uh, Positive Talk Radio is about, uh, Kevin McDonald has been a host of My Independence Report uh, for, gosh, five, six years. And he's put together almost 400 episodes of podcasts. And you can catch that at uh, myindependencereport.com. He's got some fascinating episodes to talk, uh, to listen to. Authors, uh, spiritual people, uh, people that have done fantastic things in their lives. you want to get some ideas about uh, positive people doing positive things out there, tune into myindependencereport.com. Pick out an episode and listen to it, I encourage you. It's terrific stuff. And 18 years ago, Kevin was uh, doing Positive Talk Radio, and we've got a couple of clips that we picked out. We wanted to play these because these are, these are an indication of uh, what uh, Kevin is like. And Kevin is one of those people that it's actually, The way he is, both on air and off air, I know this guy. I've been around him for over a year now, and he's exactly the same guy walking down the street as he is the guy talking on the microphone. It is truly amazing. He he does the walk. So we've got a episode. We've got a clip number six. of Benny. Benny is our producer. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Benny. You look good today. How are you? Why?
2: Thank you very much. Everyone in Radioland can see me. Yes,
1: I love yes. it. Yes, I know they can. I know like they, a can. they can. Face for radio, yep. they can see. Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> a magic of radio. And we had one heck of a storm.
2: We did, and uh, everyone's kind of like cleaning up around the Puget Sound area uh, this morning and uh, part of yesterday as well. And unfortunately, there were a couple losses. Uh, I don't know if you read some of the reports, but to those and the no. families out there, yeah, out in Falls City, there was a tree that landed unfortunately on a car, and two people perished. So, our oh. best to those uh, family members. Um, you know, it's. Stuff like that's crazy when it happens, you know, and and just we got to be vigilant and careful out there, you know, and safe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got to do some cleanup this afternoon around my house. I had a large tree branch come through a storage shed. And- oh. Yeah, that was an old tree. I should have cut those limbs off uh, during the summer, and that shed is on its last days. So, so you probably this did just this, got the
2: ball. You did the shed a good favor. Then. <laughs> <You're>
1: like, <laughs> I think so. Ah, I just
2: took you down. You don't feel so bad. <laughs> I think so. <laughs>
1: What an amazing storm. Somehow I missed it.
2: Right. Well
1: something. somehow I missed it. I don't know. It must have blown through real quick and then blown out. It didn't uh it actually wasn't very long. It was more of
2: like the rain and then like just a couple of big gusts. At least that's where I was. I was down in the Auburn area uh yesterday and so that's kinda it hit down there and further north where my house is up in Renton, uh some of my neighbors it, they got a little bit of it, but it wasn't too bad. Um, this hmm. Of course, for geographic area, but yeah,
1: yeah, and I understand a lot of people were without power, mm-hmm. and flickering power. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thankfully we didn't, but thankfully we did. And here comes winter. This is what happens. I know. Yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, clip number six at your and and uh, this, this Nicole. This
0: is something.
3: It is something, and. You know, I, I'm a person that never gives up hope, and I'm hoping that there is an angel that is going to sweep in at the last moment <laughs> and save us. I mean, we've been trying to bring angels to the airwaves, and I know that there are millions of angels out there, and I just, even if we go off the air today and you continue on Fridays, that at least the vision is still alive. And, um, you know, if if it's meant to be, it will continue. And I think that it is definitely meant to be this kind of program needs to continue and so i think we will all do whatever we can to make sure that it does continue
0: amen sister amen sister i'd like to talk to alicia in bainbridge island alicia
3: hello kevin hello darling
0: how are you
3: stay the course
0: yes ma'am
3: yes well i know you will i wanted to tell you that when i heard your news i was sitting on the floor with my five-year-old looking at a pile of books that i ordered because of your show so you have influenced my life marvelously and there is so deeply 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 a place for what you do and i was the person who won the free um seminar this weekend oh wonderful boundaries yes so i love you dearly but not just because you're doing wonderful work it's um it's necessary work so i truly believe that i (laughs) i do too um and now I have to go because my five-year-old is calling me from the bathroom. <laughs>
0: Uh-oh. <gasps> I've, I've been there. I don't want to go there again. <laughs> the
3: mother's I, always I, on the run. I can't Thank- wait till we're totally on our own with this part of yes. the bathroom <laughs> stuff. I love you. I love you, too. Didn't want to do bathroom talk on the air. Bye. Hey, take care. Thanks.
1: <laughs> I love that clip. You know, I... She she brought up some important things, because this is what's great about what Kevin does. He, he brings a lot of great information from a lot of people that have written uh, stories about their lives, ideas that they want to put out that change the world. And there's good people that are looking for things like this. And take part in it and also develop those ideas and spread it out into the world. You know, it's like dropping a, a, a stone into a pond, and you know, how it circles out. It's that kind of thing. Anytime we do anything positive, it, it uh, radiates out and, and affects people. And, and Kevin loves that part. You know, this is what he exists for. This is very important uh, in, in what he does in his life. And and it's uh, just fantastic to take part on the radio and, and watch the people talk. And when I say that, because we're on Zoom and we can see what they're doing and how engaged they are about uh, how passionate they are about what they're doing and what they're sharing. It's just an honor to be with it. And we've got another clip uh, that I'd like to play. Uh, clip number five, Benny.
4: Christina. Hi, Kevin. Hi,
0: Christina. How Hi. are you?
4: Oh, fine, fine. I'm sorry to hear. Well, it's well, it's but part I understand. Of the, yes. Yeah,
0: it's part of the growth yeah.
4: process. Well, Michael called me on the phone and he said, Are you listening to Kevin's show? <laughs> you gotta call in. <laughs> so Yeah. Well but, you know, I wanted to say that um if it wasn't for you and your initial contact of sending me to Jerry at the health food store um and you know other other contacts you've had um I wouldn't be on my sorry <laughs> on my on the road to better health. I mean you know the problems i've had i know i know and it's just been i'm doing a lot better i've I've really gotten motivated to take better care of myself and be proactive
0: you know you have no idea what that means to me and i thank you so much for it, christina unfortunately you know what they're going to do to me now they're yeah. going to kick me off
4: oh. <laughs> 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 well gonna, i want uh, i wanted to tell you i'm very thankful and i owe you a really big hug next time i see you and
0: it will be soon okay you take care yeah bye 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 and for everyone that's listening hey do something nice for yourself do something nice for somebody else be positive life is good it will continue
2: Kevin, I want to say it's been a pleasure working with you this year, your class act, and uh, best of luck to you in all your endeavors in the future.
0: Thank you very much, sir. And we will uh, run across each other again.
1: And that was 18 years ago. That was Kevin's last day, uh, previous last day of doing positive talk radio. That That was a big day. Uh, because a lot of people took time to call in and talk about it. And I've got to point out, this is how passionate Kevin is about uh, what he does. As we all know, we live in a, a world where we, we've got to pay the bills. We just have to pay the bills. And Positive Talk Radio uh, needs to find a way to support itself to do so. Kevin was doing that on his own accord. And there's a point in time where you just got to part ways and approach it another direction, which he did. And now we're back after so many years out of perseverance. We're doing it again. We're going to be doing this uh, again for all intents and purposes for the next year. And we hope you join us. So moving on, Positive Talk Radio with the next generation. Uh, Please go to the website. MyIndependenceReport.com, see all the, there's almost uh, 400, there are 396 episodes, uh, changes daily. There'll be 400 soon enough. But moving on to today, there's uh, another friend of ours, a, a gentleman named Matt Shea. He and I do the Wednesday Lunch Club with Kevin McDonald, uh the podcast, The Lunch Club, and we interview musicians and Uh, authors, which uh, Matt is himself and we we generally have fun we pick out topics that affect the day and we have a terrific time and matt is. uh, uh, agreed to join us today and talk about his uh, quickly his nine books and his uh, current project, which is uh, researching some ghost stories in town and other places and we're going to chat a little bit about that and talk about our experiences with my independence report so matt shea welcome it's good to see you
5: eric i am so honored to be on this one and hello kevin we know good and well that you're listening we could fill it i need to take a step backwards and chime in on positive talk radio 18 years ago there was a lot of pavlov's theory about it we just mentioned how the one husband told the wife, hey, the show's on, you had to call in. Kevin had those who, if they couldn't make it home in time to hear the show in the garage way, they literally pulled off on the margin on the shoulder in the freeway to hear his show in entirety. He's run into people that recognized him in a minute and hey, you made my day. You know what I was going through that day? And so this is Kevin. Now, when you talk about the numbers on positive talk positive talk is alive and well to the many who had listened to it 18 years ago and so it's going to percolate fast a little trivia when we started the wednesday lunch club immediately i believe we had over 20,000.
1: yeah i think you're right i think you're right. i was yeah.
5: surprised because i'm a newbie to all this
1: well it, it's it's with kevin mcdonald
5: the fun doesn't stop
1: <laughs> that's right that's right he goes a mile a minute man he's got a lot of energy that guy works that guy works man he's like you he, he works hard he's
5: non-stop but he's constantly looking at who he could bring in and i love this one for a while he did a power girl wednesday and that was neat he was reaching out to female entrepreneurs and just hearing their side of the fence and their contribution and the battles they have that we males don't realize, but he always has a cause and it's a melting pot theory. He doesn't separate. He unifies, and we get stronger after every show. That's what's going on with Kevin McDonald.
1: He does. And I admire that. I admire that. He, he had the gumption to interview three African-American gentlemen. I think they're all under 30 about race issues which was just a fascinating subject. I wish I knew which episode that was, but it's there too. And he did that, uh, man, four or five years ago before it was really, uh, before the Black Lives Matter movement came on. So he's always thinking ahead and sharing what's going on. It's just uh, terrific. It's just terrific. So anyway, I'm, I'm really glad you're part of it, Matt, because you, you, you're like the rock in the group and uh, it's great to talk to you about the books and you're working on some ghost stories, right?
5: I'm always doing that. When I was a kid who, my friend Leonard, we used to be altar boys, he would tell us that his house was haunted. And so I thought, geez, he's going to get in trouble if his parents find out. Or my friend's parents who lived next door said, these are true stories. And so at a young age, I was intrigued because it was acceptable by the adults And then one day he took us to his grandmother's house this was back in the 70s and he forewarned us it's haunted and this is broad daylight saturday we're really curious we're excited but we actually saw something we saw a door open by itself it wasn't scary because it was a group of us uh everything was friendly normal it was just kind of odd weird never saw that before what else is true so it's that curiosity where I stay away from the cult side of offense, And we all have that curiosity. When somebody mentions that, we want to we want to hear a little more about it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've had a couple of experiences myself uh, with my grandmother's doll. And this grandmother I had never met, but she died on the day I was born. Oh. And just through the process, uh, I ended up having her doll and her rocking chair that her uncle made for her for when she was a little girl, you know, you know, how back in the late uh, 1800s, uh, relatives would make uh, furniture for the upcoming kids. And she had this little kid's rocking chair and this uh, cute little doll. I think it was Victorian period. And I've got a picture of my grandmother sitting in this chair with this doll. And I put this doll above, on the shelf above this rocking chair that I had in my previous place where I was living and on her birthday, For no reason at all, this doll had been leaning on this shelf for years, but it fell over on her birthday, which I thought was really weird, which I thought was. And somebody once told me that, well, that was your grandmother saying hi to you. It could very
5: well be. I remember the night when the Exorcist movie opened on that night, the oldest steeple in Europe fell over.
1: Oh, is that right?
5: Yes, I've heard that story enough times <laughs> where I'm going to go with it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with because, boy, that's – you know, I've never seen that movie. I just don't want to see it. That's too scary for me, man. That's that's where I that's it where I It gave me line.
5: nightmares. It scared me. I had horrible nightmares, and there were many of us that had that because you took something like that, and they ran it so deep. It's the opposite end of the spectrum, and I was in my teens. But that terrified me. It planted a seed.
1: Yeah, Yeah. That stuff is traumatic, man. I don't know how people come up with that. I'm glad I'm not one of those people that can come up with that stuff.
5: (laughs) Well, remember Rod Sterling from twilight zone? Yes. They were asking him how he could do it. And he said, I'll put it to you this way. The stuff I write about what my shows are about, if that ever came to my front door in the middle of the night, I would drop dead of a heart attack. He was more scared than all of us put together on that stuff.
1: <laughs> that guy was fantastic, man. That guy had a, that guy had a creative mind. He could tell. Well, he story. was also
5: a trendsetter. He went that direction because the outer limits were coming out on their own. And then he followed up with night gallery that was sensational. But, oh, you right. know, we're, yeah. we're young and we want that weird, scary stuff. Don't tell mom and dad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't tell mom and dad. Say why your your buddy, you mentioned that his parents would have got mad at him if he if uh, they had known. Well no, I
5: thought they would. Oh, you I thought, thought they would, would have because when we were young, we weren't allowed to talk about spooky stuff or anything, or to accuse another household of something odd. But when the parents jumped in, because his parents said yes, and they said we don't know why, they had different theories and then they had different stories. But when we saw that door open, as harmless as it is, the fact is we're now seeing some type of activity that suggests the other side. We inspected everything and it all seemed normal. And I don't think that they were doing a pantomime, a skit. Uh, It's what he was talking about.
1: Yeah, he saw a door open. Man, there's a metaphor for you. And, And now you're doing a story. You mentioned something about the Mayflower Park Hotel. Well,
5: when I go to these places, A lot of times the front desk wants to remain quiet because they don't want a bad image. I've gone to hotels that said, look, we've had people check in and then leave because people were talking about the place being haunted instead of giving us a chance. Hmm. But there are other ones, oh, yes, we are. And they tell you one story after another and they might take you to a room and show you, well, this is what's known to happen here. And it's like restaurants I go to some restaurants greatly they basically advertise it and there's more than one place i know that has their own ghost burger they're really <laughs> catalyzing you to meet them halfway on this concept
1: now if only those so had zero calories man <laughs> yes
5: but but they're fun stories because they're weird there's a little bit of scare to it and then there's a huge question mark but there's so much talk and all of us in one way or another if we personally didn't see a what was that, what's going on there, we're close to a reliable source that did. And so, again, it's a huge question mark, hey, what's going on here?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's bizarre stuff. I worked at the Mayflower Park Hotel. I'm trying to remember the year. It was around 79, 78, 79. I was in high school.
3: and I Amazing. Worked
1: there with, yeah, I worked there with a couple of buddies. And we'd, we'd wash the dishes at night after school. You know, and we'd wash the dishes and do room service. And back then they had, uh, I think they had a contract with the Fifth Avenue Theater. And and some of the theater groups would come through and stay. And I'd get to meet some of these groups, you know, The Wiz and uh, I think West Side Story. And get to bring um, the cast their food, you know, at uh, 12 o'clock at night, just before I'd catch the bus at 1 o'clock. And there were stories. I remember some stories back then. of uh,
5: Throw one at me.
1: Well, I don't know if I can tell you the details, but I remember, oh, a cook telling us, well, be careful when you go up to that floor because there is a woman up there and she's going to watch you, you know, or they'd say something creepy like that, you know, it was that sort of thing. So I don't when know if i ever a heard a woman, complete story. Was, was this a feeling or did
5: they see some type of shadow object that must have been a woman's spirit?
1: They said they've seen, I remember them saying that they saw women there, a woman there. And that's all I recall because I put it kind of out of my mind. I was in high school, so I was kind of busy doing other things that, you know, uh, create you to see things, you know, if you know what I mean?
5: Yes. Years back, I was doing a delivery (laughs) job and I was in the neighborhood of the Mayflower and I heard such talk. And so I briefly went to the front desk and I'm talking a mile a minute as I do. And I said, I got to ask a question. I said, there's a little bit of talk out there. Does this place have a little bit of haunting to it? The woman standing next to the manager kept nodding her head, yes, up and down. (laughs) And then the manager said, well, we don't really like to talk about stuff like that. Gee, I don't know. To update you, a few nights ago, I went back there. And the guys at the front desk said, well, there's talk about this place. The only thing we have seen was we have been in bathrooms where the dispensers would run by themselves and we couldn't figure that out. And then I said, well, there's a little more to it. I said, there's a little bit of talk about the doorman and floor number six. And they said, we'll take you up there now. They said, we're always having paranormal groups coming into our hotel to rent up on floor number six. And the story goes that on the sixth floor is where a former doorman lived many years ago who loved his job, the hotel, he was proud. And sometimes his spirit is seen there because that was where he was housed. And then often he was seen as the greeter at the main door or kind of in that general hallway era business as usual watching his post
1: see that's the many, kind of ghost many I write-ups like. about that that's the kind of ghost i like you know that's they just... said he was friendly they yeah. said
5: very friendly not harmless not about scaring people but through the years so much write up you worked there and you knew a little something uh i've been there twice and there are those that talk beautiful place just a beautiful place if you could swing it stay the night there
1: yeah yeah, it, it was tr- Even back in the 70s there, it was a wonderful place. Uh, and they had a fire back when I was working there too. And I think it was actually started by, by an employee, a disgruntled fire, a uh, disgruntled employee. But I, I don't want to get that, say the wrong thing. It was something like that. Right. And I remember the owners were just terrific. They were absolutely terrific everybody. You know, they, they got everybody out there looking after everyone. Uh, the fire department was there, and, and they were more concerned about their employees and their guests than anything else. We've got insurance. Let's just make sure everybody's okay. And they made sure that the building was uh, sound. And the fire wasn't that bad, but they covered every every bit before they uh, allowed anybody back in, and uh, they got business back moving. And, yeah. Uh,
5: because you talk about a disgruntled employee. Is there a series of things that are going to happen? Is that just the starting of it? Years back at one of my old jobs, we had a computer programmer who was disgruntled, left in a huff. And he had a large project to make things automated in the factory. And then systematically, certain things went the wrong direction by design. They were programmed. And so I don't know how they settled that, but they had to bring in some geniuses to go through the electronics, the computers, to see what else was sabotage. Something you'd see in a movie.
1: Yeah, you're gonna affect innocent people, you know? That's, That's way out of line. That's way out of line. So now, besides Mayflower Park Hotel, you're working on some other stories.
5: Well, I'm always doing a bunch. I I sleep probably two or three hours a night. And (laughs) then I get up and I got to get out that front door and then I'll be home like four hours later and I might nap for 20 minutes and then I'm up for the rest of the day. And so I will just look up things at random and take it any direction like that. And I think recently I mentioned to you and Kevin that I went to Anacortes Because so many people talk about it, having that phenomena here and there, as all towns have such talk. But then I looked it up, and it was one story after another. And when I went to my first restaurant, they said, boy, are we ever. So the servers kept rotating, filling up my water glass and that. And they would sit down and tell me one or two stories and what parts of town. And boy, I just filled up my notebook with that. And then they've worked up and down the street. They've all worked at several different businesses there because they grew up there. And so they could say over here, over there, I would know, I used to work there and I'd go down those places. Oh, is so-and-so still up the street? Tell her to come down and say, hi. Oh yes. Here's, they all have their stories. They're old places. Things have happened through the years.
1: Mm, mm, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, Now, we do the Lunch Club on Wednesdays at uh, 12 o'clock now, 12 until 2. So it's a two-hour show. And upcoming, we're going to do it in two segments. We've got a 12 o'clock program, and then we've got a 1 o'clock program because we've started to book guests, so many now. Uh, We're set up, I think we've got 16 guests in the waiting queue. Um, So we're doing two, two a week. And they run the gambit. But we're going to bring you, we're going to talk about uh, your books, of course, during that time. And people should go to your website, which is?
5: It is mattsheabooks.net. And I have six audiobooks out, and I expect you to be part of future audiobooks because Kevin <laughs> has worked on three of them, I've worked on two of them. And also, your writings. I'm going to fly your flag on my website. And that first book you get out, it is going to be a part of the mix. But anyway, we have a free audiobook there. It's for the family. And then we also have two free uh, stories that a person could look up. It's on the front page. And then when you go to Amazon and other places that are linked together on my site, kind of free stuff here and there. I always want the person out there in Radioland to take the free samples, kind of test this, try that, go through all the free stuff. And then if you're intrigued and want to go deeper, you could write me. I always write people back. If you decide to actually buy a book, well, this is fair play because you know fully what it is and what it isn't.
1: There you go. There you go. Yeah, I dig your site, I've been on there a few times, I've been on there a few times. And I am expecting to get my book out by, t- by the time the Christmas market Christmas mark comes around. I've got an artist that's uh, doing some paintings for it. And as soon as she gets those done, then I can just uh, publish it, put it together, publish it and get it out. And that's a, a children's story. And it's uh, one that uh, came to my mind when I was actually talking to Kevin about uh, what it's like to drive through seattle so it's a life and time of uh, a leaf in seattle and and thanks for uh mentioning um some of my writings which you can find on the my Report, uh, .com, where we've got our blog and we've got a listing of the shows and just to tell you what they are we did a really <laughs> we've done a couple of really cool shows recently uh you remember steve Snyder shot down He's the guy whose father was. I am a... still
5: talking about that. Incidentally, they just recovered a World War II submarine that, of course, had all the men on board, but it solved the question: what happened to them? There's always kidding? World War II stuff being discovered to this day. Where but did Steve? Come up with that? Oh my gosh! A lot yeah. of Bob, black sheep about that guy
1: yeah yeah what a what a guy man that is uh he is energized about telling this story and it's absolutely fascinating how the belgian people uh hit his father who was was shot down by a german pilot and you can i mean you guys have seen the stories you know in in movies of uh different people hiding Jewish uh, folks and American soldiers during the war. And this was exactly like this. It was absolutely frightening. It was gripping the way his father told the story and, and warm the way he made friendships with the people in Belgium. You know, some of them were, that were still living that knew his father and hit him uh, during those times. Uh, Steve was able to go back uh, to Belgium and talk to those people. And they developed friendships. And he even met the guy that shot his father down
5: Yes, he did. And the guy had utmost respect for his father and the American cause. But he kept learning more and more about their culture, him being an American soldier, an American pilot. And one of the things that really got me, he saw the house that Anne Frank's diary was about.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that'd be moving too, man. Oh, yes as a child, doing experiencing that, man, you know, I feel pretty lucky that I've never really had to experience anything that traumatic, you know, except not being able to find my pencil on the way to school.
5: You see, that's what bothers me. We have so much American history, the people who built this country and defended it, and it's getting so trendy not to understand our history and to respect those who built the country there should always be a high level respect for that
1: i agree i agree with that you know and this is what makes this country so great because there are so many different pockets to this country people from opposing views that work uh, to push the country forward. People are interacting all the time. That uh, constant push and pull that makes democracy so rich and keeps the ideas so uh, valuable on our definition of this country. And we lose ourselves. I mean, face it, right now, these these are difficult times. And like every other year in this country, I I bet this country has always experienced uh tumultuous times it, it always feels like it's just hanging Non-stop. on a thread if Non-stop, it always feels no. like it's hanging on a thread and i think mostly because we get caught up in the negativity of it all it's easy to demonize people for their view on things and maybe it takes a little bit more effort to try to understand where they're coming from and visualize it and sort of internalize it and reach out and make that connection with somebody that is opposing your viewpoint and then thoroughly investigate that point of view and then choose if it's right or wrong for you. Cause that's important too.
5: That's true. We are losing more and more World War II soldiers. And I remember roughly, I think it was around 20 years ago, in England, we lost our last World War One soldier. And so I used to be able to talk to my dad about the war, where he and his buddies are all gone now. And we, I don't want it to go like the Korean War. The Korean War was dubbed the Forgotten War, kind of swept under the carpet. We hate to see wars, but we have to greatly commemorate the sacrifice because it was for the good of this country and the world.
1: That's so true. You know, World War Two was... Uh, the great generation so much was accomplished you know socially technology there was so many things that uh, i know this country accomplished and uh europe with all the destruction that uh it went through it it built back better you know it built back stronger uh it's just amazing stuff and steve snyder's book sort of circles all that He, he does it from the view of his father experiencing all those things and Another great interview that we did <laughs> talking about ideas and, and fun. Uh, the Majungas Band from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I like him, I love this guy because he here's a guy from Chicago and he he comes to Seattle because he heard about the Fremont district. And this is how you know, Fremont. District claims that they are the center of the universe. And I think they could make a case here because there's a guy from Chicago that says, man, I got to go see Fremont. And he shows up to Fremont and he falls in love with the place. And uh, he writes uh, a couple of songs, Uh, one about the troll. And if you haven't seen the troll, you got to make it to the troll. Uh, Get your picture taken with it drop some money in the in the coin slot support the cause and, and Go enjoy Fremont go have breakfast go have a drink go have a meal have some dessert There's a couple of great dessert places there and take a walk on that canal and discover those uh, Topiary dinosaurs those those are fun. That's one of my that's one of the things that I love to do is walk that canal but uh, This guy, he wrote a song about, uh, his name is Mike Gentile. And he wrote a song about the troll. And then he wrote a song about uh, having breakfast in Ballard. And he's like uh, Chris Ocasek from The Cars, man. He's just kind of quirky and he's got this great sense of fashion. And uh, the way he carries himself, his music is fun and it's poignant. And it talks about enjoying everything there is.
5: Now, he coined the phrase alien rock. Correct. Is that, is that what we categorize this under?
1: Yes, Alien Some Rock. of this stuff. That, that was new to me because I have no experience with Alien Rock. And i alien. In fact, I'm kind of new to the whole alien thing, but I dig it. You know, why not?
5: My daughter and I went out the other night and I told her all about him, and he's got a fan now. My is daughter's going to buy that stuff and <laughs> she, she, she wants
1: to know more. Thejungus.com. And then uh last week uh last Wednesday, we had a great conversation with uh, Matt, the rally driver and this is a gentleman that uh fell in love with uh rally cars via uh the internet, just started racing a game online and did was unaware that this was something people did in reality, and by just an odd circumstances uh, was hired by someone that uh, raced rally cars in reality and had a picture of it on his wall. And Matt said, you do that? And the guy said, yeah. And from there, they struck up a friendship and Matt soon bought a car and stripped it down and made his own rally car. And that's what he does as a hobby now, which was just a fascinating story.
5: That's interesting that something could grab you at the moment and right off the bat, you're now in it. Yes, yourself to it. It's a seed has been planted. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, one of my favorite uh, shows that Kevin does on his podcast is Conversations with Coriel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think this is a jewel. And one of her latest shows is uh, Conversations with Coriel. Inspire others. Don't try to change them. And this is a very strong woman. Uh, She's got a great sense of herself. She's, She's got a great sense of how the world works. She's got this great connection with animals, and she sees animals as allies. She sees humans as allies. And she knows how to talk, how to work with people, how to think about people. And she's got all kinds of great information. Some of the best podcasting I've heard have come out of, uh, conversations with Coriel. And those are, I forget the date, but I think those are on Tuesdays. Kevin and I have
5: done some shows with her and I love her cause for animals.
1: Oh, it's terrific. It's terrific. She really seems to have a, a sense of, of who and what they are, because they are, in my opinion, they are spiritually minded. I think they have souls and an intelligence that, uh, I
5: agree. And we have a cat here and every night it ends up holding on to me. It's right up against my shoulders at night. I wake up to it and I look at this thing and I wonder how long have you and I really known each other? Are you somebody who I met years ago and now you're a cat? You know, you wonder because the <laughs> affection is so overwhelming and there's it knows so much about me as I'm getting to know this thing.
1: Isn't that amazing? Yes. I've always felt the strong connection with the animals I've had too. And it just strengthens over time. They they know us, they watch everything they we do. And I think they read a lot into our body language and a lot into our energy. And <sighs>
5: I live in a 55 and older place and everybody except us has their little dog. They walk around and I love it. All dogs go to heaven. And I say, I love these dogs. They're selective who gets to hang out with them. And we laugh, but this is the dog's park, And we're lucky that they accepted us.
1: Excellent. Well, see, they, they know animal lovers and they want that around <clears throat> And then there's another one, Lynette Smith, author of How to Write Heartfelt Letters to Treasure. So she's talking about how to make a connection. Uh, She believes in forgiveness and providing people with great insight on how to live a better, less, and stressful life. That's a good idea because, you know, it's so easy to get stressed out about the little things, right? Yes. Oh, boy.
5: around the corner, we have Halloween coming up.
1: Oh yeah. Halloween
5: has become more and more of a controversy within society. And then there are those that say, well, it's kind of an adult holiday now and not for kids. And we had marvelous Halloweens growing up and we had the good fortune of being raised Catholic because the day after Halloween was the Catholic All Saints Day, which means we get it off. So Halloween, stay up as late as you want to watch all the Boris Karloff, the Lon Chaney, the Bella Lugosi, black and whites, eat candy Sleep in. mom's going to make a breakfast, all that stuff. And that was, that was one day where we really prevailed.
1: I dig that. I dig that. Halloween was so much fun. I'm so sorry to see the kids don't trick or treat anymore. I haven't had a trick or treater in over a decade.
5: I have seen. Small towns, which I write about, I explore, and I don't always go there to find hauntings. I go there just to see that core of America alive and refresh myself and what I could get out of it. And um, I've seen the small towns where the kids still have their social. They might have bent it a bit and they are trick-or-treating daylight with their parents. And I'll see kids dressed up as cowboys, dinosaurs, princes. It's their social, they were not denied. And what a clean Halloween they're having.
1: See, that's nice. I saw a kid in a Halloween costume yesterday. He was with his mom and they were stepping up to a, a business on Greenwood. And I don't. this must have been planned because, you know, yesterday obviously wasn't Halloween, but I had to honk the horn as I was driving by because I got such a kick out of this kid dressed <laughs> as a, a Trotosaurus. You know, he was about uh, four years old, and the big uh, triceratops head was as tall as he was. It was hilarious! <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. And He had these uh, um, divers uh, fins. What do you call those things you put on your feet?
5: Right, I know what You're saying? Yeah, it's a,
1: <laughs> It was a, it was a really goofy costume that you know obviously the kid put together himself, and it made absolute sense for a four year old to be wearing this stuff together. It was, and it, it was just like this. Uh, uh, fuzzy yellow pajamas with a uh, uh, Tyrannosaurus head, Rex head, you know, and then the diver flaps. And yeah, he was it proud of the peacock. Oh, he was loving it. You know, <clears> Horn <throat> and his mom had this big smile on her face. It was just, it made my day.
5: When I was a kid, we had a neighborhood full of kids and all the surrounding neighborhoods had the same thing. And so on Halloween, when it got dark out, you open that door and you think it was the mardi gras we had children and pillowcases for candy and you name it they were dressed and it was just a social but it was like sea fair where everybody's congregated there and what a good time oh, but that yeah. was the halloweens i had growing up as a kid
1: yeah me too me too we'd fill like <clears> one bag and you know as we got older it used to be you know one bag and then when you get a little bit older uh, you try to fill up the two bags, but, uh, some yes. of the neighbors got onto you, even though you changed your hat or, or the something. rule.
5: My, I was one of six kids and the rule my mom had was she had a cover this shelf and there were six of us. And so each of us transferred our candy into these large shopping bags, the large ones, and they were in order with our names on it. Wow. And then at Easter time it would be reduced to the suckers, the green and the yellow ones you don't want. They're sticking together. Yeah. I wanted the root beer suckers, the black licorice, the red uh, ones. Yeah, the but the beers. generic hard candies, well, they weren't so popular. Yeah. And when, when Easter would hit, we would have to dump them because now it's going to be Easter candy. We got our Easter egg, hunting, So we were proud to be American in that neighborhood. <laughs>
1: I'm just impressed your candy lasted that long because mine was way gone within a week.
5: We would get out early when it was still twilight and some people yell at you, hey, it's not not until dark time. And others would say, look, our first or treaters," So they put quite a bit in there. And then we would stay out so late, well, we would look for a house that had all of its lights out but we could see through the closed blinds that their TV set was on. (laughs) And so this took guts. You docked on it and you either got yelled out, what you're supposed to, or, Oh my God, you're still out. And they would dump the rest they had. And so it was a little dangerous, but boy, we yielded. We yielded quite a booty on that.
1: It was worth the risk. The ones,
5: the ones that gave, that was the big payload. And then do you remember who Warren Magnuson was, our congressman?
1: Oh, yeah, man. That's a name I haven't heard for a while. Okay. He had several homes throughout
5: the state, and one of them was in the next neighborhood over from us, and he had a butler who looked like Alfred on Batman. And so (laughs) Warren Magnuson is there smiling, handing out (laughs) campaign buttons. He had these long rulers that said, (laughs) by any measure, Warren Magnuson, U.S. You know u.s uh, senate and anyway That's they were giving uh, they were giving the ultra long butterfinger oh. and maybe ruth candy bars nice okay well alfred yeah. caught on to me because i kept coming back and you already got one you already got one but i would play word he goes, oh come on he's just a kid at that thing and so he'd have to do it because the neighborhood's watching so i would modify my outfit fed again and come back for another one i'd be one of many hands and he'd slap it he he saw me coming but i i got like a good 10 candy bars out of him
1: oh that's awesome that's awesome see i think the adults enjoy that's what's great about halloween i think the adults enjoy it every bit as much as the kids and that's why there's so many parties in fact i think people are even talking about halloween as a month-long celebration now
5: okay I, I did a show last year on Coopville, Washington. Yeah, because it is exactly that. And the whole town is festive about it. They have got all the light poles will have like scarecrows on that jack-o-lanterns houses are all done up for Halloween but tastefully, it's like the late 1800s of 1920s, that type of Halloween. Caramel apples, they had a torchlight parade there on Halloween night. Really but the whole town, the whole month was dedicated to Halloween. And it wasn't this horrible cult evil B movie stuff. It was the fun country stuff for the whole town.
1: How oh, nice.
5: Halloween was just it was done right. And my daughter, of course, loved her trick-or-treating, and she would put a lot of thought into it and weeks before Halloween, her mind was made up what she wanted to be. And one year she wanted to be a genie. Okay. And so we went to a few stores and the costume came together. And so at night, weeks before Halloween night, she would have permission and she could wear her genie costume. She's home for the night. Uh, We just had dinner, her homework's done. But she got to wear it not one night for basically the whole month (laughs) and that was our halloweens we got into it and i would take her and her friends to the haunted houses that the radio shows would promote and we would all get a picture in front of their dungeon or whatever and i would get the girls all excited and i don't know if we're going to all make it out alive because they want to get scared but if we do we would then go out and get pie and coffee somewhere And beforehand we would hit a little restaurant and just get them primed up and excited but but it was a tradition we always had a group of us and halloween was fun i would have the sleepovers and they would i'd I'd get pumpkins for each of them and they would take their time carving where you spread the newspaper on the card tables and then they would enter the local pump jack-o'-lantern contest in town yeah We, we loved our halloweens
1: very fun very fun. Kevin is on the line now. Yeah. See, I love Kevin. How old, um, I'm not sure which, which Kevin.
2: Our host of the show, originally the one oh, you're filling Kevin in. For yeah. Oh, he's called well. in. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> welcome back.
0: Oh, how, soon, how soon you forget? Oh yeah, good to
1: hear your voice.
0: <laughs> actually, actually, I wanted Betty to not give you my name because I was going to tell you that you're doing. A far better job than the other guy that does
1: it occasionally. Oh, please, please, please. <laughs> Are you in a Halloween
0: costume as we speak?
1: Yeah, I my
0: favorite when I was a kid was Fred Flintstone.
1: Oh, Fred Fl- Well, I like that. I like that. Did you have the car?
0: Yeah, no, I didn't have the car, but I had the face.
1: <laughs> I went one year as a goldfish. I came I across this that. big plastic... Uh, big plastic jar and it fit sort of on the width of my shoulders. And I cut out a hole on the bottom and I put it on my shoulders and fixed it. So it'd stay there. And then I made a paper mache tail that fit on the back of my head. And I painted my face, uh, gold. And I walked around the party with my eyes wide and would just open my mouth. Like, you know, goldfish do that. That was how I did it. That was, that was my best costume and it kind of fit my personality.
0: I, now, I, I know you're going to run out of time, so I'm going to go, but I just wanted to oh. tell you that you've done a great job today, and thank you. Uh, I had to go, and they freeze freezed my head for a while, so that was Did all they? good, but I wanted to just thank you for doing this, and you're doing a great job, and
5: uh, Matt, you too. Oh, we miss
1: you, Kevin. Yeah, we miss you, Kevin. This has been fun. I'm really glad you called in, man. You don't have to go if you don't have to go.
5: Well, no, we well,
0: won't know because you have to go. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I guess soon. so. Yeah, Baby it is already. Right Betty, how
1: did, how did that happen? Magic. <laughs>
2: wow. All right. See you later, guys.
1: See ya. Bye, Kevin. Thanks for calling I, in, bud. I guess it is the month of magic That's in right. October. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have to admit, I have to share this. Today is my mother's birthday. Hey,
5: happy birthday. Wonderful.
1: Yeah, she was born in 1925. And she passed away in uh, 2001. So I just thought I'd mention that. It just came to me that today is my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. On her behalf, I thank you very much because I know she she just just sent me a message. Thank you. So what are you going to do this year for Halloween, Matt? Benny, what are you going to do?
2: Well, you asked Matt first. So, Matt, you may uh, tackle that one
1: first.
5: I, I hate to say this, but this 55 and older community I live in, we don't get them.
1: Well, you'd be the young one, so why don't you go trick-or-treating?
5: Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I've last been evicted. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Benny, what are you going to do? I think that's challenge accepted
2: <laughs> to see if you can go with that. <laughs> Uh, the station here usually has a potluck and Halloween kind of shindig uh, in the last few years. Uh, of course, last year they didn't have it because of COVID. Uh, and the year before it was just very at the end, the tail end of it. So we still had it this year. They're bringing it back. There's going to be a chili, oh. uh, chili cook-off. So it's all about who's going to get the golden ladle, I believe, as uh, the winner. Uh, and then we have our own little Halloween costume contest as well throughout the with the employees here. So Oh, very yeah, fun. Are you yeah, making yeah.
1: a chili for this?
2: I may. I didn't last year, of course, because of things were going on. And I'm not a huge chef or a cook, but I will attempt this year.
5: Oh, Benny? I love it. Yes, sir. The job I retired from, I always won their chili cook offs. Oh. I always got into that.
1: Oh really? Wow. I make a uh, So you can be my secret weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> I make a one of my traditions is a pumpkin stew. Oh, that sounds amazing. It it is, you know, and I leave out the pumpkin spice. I just want to clear that up that is totally separate from the pumpkin spice thing. But it is a pumpkin with sausage and of course brandy. And I just think it's. I look forward to it every year. Wow! I cook it up. Yeah, I cut out a small pump. gets smaller every year too. I, I cut out a small pumpkin, and then put all that stuff in. Then I bake it in the pumpkin in the oven. Huh. You know. So. And then you just
2: like scoop it out, ladle it out, like
1: S- ladle it out. Really? In a bowl, yeah. And the pumpkin sits there all festive, like. Huh. uh, You know, it's absolutely delicious.
2: I wonder if that idea can go with the chili.
1: Go for See that Boom. chili,
2: man. dude! <laughs> Mic <Mike laughs> dropped.
5: You'll get an honorable mention. I probably will.
1: <laughs> I once entered a chicken mousse in a cup cooking contest as, as a dessert, awesome. a main course, and an appetizer. Right. I got kicked out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... This has been fun guys. This has been positive talk radio and I have, uh, I am Eric Hall, Matt Shea has been with me. And as always, Benny, the producer is with us. It's been terrific, Benny. Thank you. And we want to thank Kevin McDonald for uh, letting this happen. We've had a terrific time. And I hope you all tune in this Wednesday at 4 p.m. for more Positive Talk Radio. And by all means, go to My Independence Reports podcast. Check out uh, all of the great podcasts coming your way soon.
5: Eric, you are a natural job well
1: done. I like to talk.